0: I think everyone's been really handy in putting in questions to the the chat. So it's probably oh, great. to go oh, through. Yeah, as well. yeah,
1: yeah. Super. Yeah. Um, where is that? Okay. Oh great, yeah. Yeah, cool. Hang on. Um Why has so much more effort gone to a b? Oh, I'm guessing to anode. I'm guessing that's what that says from Mark. Um, uh, oh, Mark, do you want to? I mean, you can ask the question if you want. That'd be great. You have to unmute though.
0: Mark,
2: I unmuted myself now. Oh, there we go. You mentioned go. first thing off that a lot more effort and research has gone into anode development than cathode development. Well, why is that?
0: So we should probably just just clarify what this graph is showing. It's showing investment into private companies. um, But but the the amount of money gone into developing both sides, uh, it's probably more similar than than that graph shows. Um, It's because developing new cathode materials is extremely difficult. Um, So it's, at the moment, almost entirely within companies like uh, BASF. umicore um some other large mining companies where they you know they can put hundreds of millions in easily over, over multiple 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 years um and so yeah the largest kind of companies in the world and, and and they're doing it because they need to do it to scale and to literally to provide the thing um, So it's more about the appetite of or not appetite sorry the precedent for investment in cathode is much less um, but what, what we're doing is, rather than reinventing the wheel, rather than saying, here's a brand new catheter material, we're saying, let's make existing catheter materials, which are already at scale, a lot better with our process, which is designed to to make the whole thing better, rather than replacing uh, chunks of what people are already doing uh, in the anode space, for example. Yeah. Alex?
1: I also think on top of that the the reason why i use private companies is typically a lot of the crazy innovation happens in private companies so it's like we've got lots of crazy ideas happening on the anode side but not enough is is going into the cathode side so what will inevitably happen you will have this sort of flip where now anodes are getting really good but you need to have a cathode so if you have a fast charging anode and you don't have a fast charging cathode you have an issue because the batteries won't charge fast you just yes. decide that charge fast, but they need to both do that. Um, so-
0: That's, that's, that's a really good way of putting it, Alex. Like, um, it, yeah. it, it's not, it, it's the craziness of ideas. Um, and what, what, what's happening literally now is that anode companies that make silicon or other materials are coming to us and saying, we want your cathode so we can make the best of our materials. Um, it, it, it's no longer the anode, which is limiting the charge. Now, now the cathode is limiting the whole battery. And um, and um, we've got an opportunity to collaborate and more aggressively to get to market help them and, and help us at the same time.
1: Yeah, oh, great. Um, so Sam, I think this is more for you. Um, uh, so Mike, I mean, you can ask this question yourself if you'd like, uh, it's, it's, are there competitors? Are there any patent relating uh, to the process? Yeah, yeah. sure,
2: thank you. Uh, yeah, what is the unique value in the company? Uh, are there any competitors? Are there any patents related? Is the mixing confidential? What's to stop someone coming along and and copying the process um, and just taking the whole value from the company? Well,
1: cool.
0: there's layers to this, uh, Mike. Um, the first layer is is patents. I mean, it's simply put, um, it's it's legal ways to define uh, the invention uh, and, and giving us power to defend against people practicing those things that we claim. So we've got um, pattern patent families uh, uh, filed. A patent family is basically a, a giant—a family, is a giant document which you can file multiple patents from. So what we'll likely do is, is file divisional patents on each pattern family. So we'll have a total of three or four times that, however many families there are. And um, what this means is that um, the chemistry which we use is protected, but 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 on top of that, there's also the the know-how on how to use that chemistry to make a, a good batch material. And there's a the know-how on what a good batch of material has to look like and behave like. So that, literally, the fact of being in a lab and working with style manufacturers, working with materials manufacturers to develop the process for that, for that end use, that gives us a big, big head start. So even if they have everything, still to, need to do a lot of work to optimize it towards assessing end use. And I think there's also know-how which we discover along the way, which isn't immediately obvious even if, even, if, even if you have a large lab. So like I say, there's layers to it. Um, but but a lot of it is going fast as it is with with any sort of new startup company. So that's why we are we're raising this much money now to 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 go at a sensible rate uh, uh and get into the market soon.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think um, and on the competitors side, so so that's the IP oh, yeah. the IP side of it, just just to yeah, answer that as well. There is a company called Velexian. I think they're probably worth Googling. Um we're quite excited to see someone like them because um they are doing graphene-enhanced cathodes with their encapsulation process uh we think that their process is a little has a few more steps than ours a bit more cumbersome and also it doesn't look like they're doing dry coating at all so um yeah but it, it's good to see someone else out there doing a similar thing to us because it means that we're not absolutely insane um and yeah there are things like carbon nanotubes that's a conducting additive uh kind of being a cheeky there it's, it's not not as much of a competitor because um the reason we use graphene is because it's cheaper than than uh, carbon nanotubes and we think we can eventually get the same performance But carbon nanotubes have their own issues, um, more logistical, if anything. So carbon nanotubes are expensive. Um, What they, the way that they use at the moment is a Asian company makes them. uh, Then a gigafactory will have to build, and this is happening. They have to build a dispersion factory where you basically take those nanotubes, which also agglomerate and stick to themselves. um, They have to disperse them in this 39,000 meter squared, you know, 10 football pitches, big hundred employee factory next to the battery factory just to use them. So having a, if you were to use our process at the carbon nanotube um, uh, producer's site, you could then stabilize the carbon nanotubes in the cathode and just send that. You wouldn't need the dispersion factor anymore. So there are benefits even for carbon nanotubes. We're sticking to the graphene side of things because we think it's cheaper. um, And we think that, you know, we actually overcome a lot of the problems. The reason why people are trying to use carbon nanotubes instead of graphene, because we actually make it formulatable and usable. Um, but yeah, there are things like that that are uh, somewhat competitors because I say it's a competitor because if they go really fast and then you have like they've got to the point where it's really hard to adopt a new technology because they've already spent loads of money on the dispersion factory. It's a bit harder to get into. So it's still kind of a competitor. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mike, sorry, is that answer your question? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Cool. So, um so Andy's question I, I probably could answer this quite quickly actually so the alternative to, uh, the alternative cathodes there are NMC and LFP are the are the cathode materials right now and they probably will be for quite a lot longer there are some pretty crazy ones like lithium air and lithium sulfur I don't know if you had Oxys energy they were really trying hard at lithium sulfur and they folded which is really a, re- a real shame um we think we might have benefits in in both we can't say for sure because it's hard enough to even make a lithium air battery so we've never made one we've never made a lithium sulfur battery um but the idea of being able to incorporate things like graphene via self assembly could could work for that um in our modeling we have in, included the steady adoption of of technologies like that um so we expect it to be like 2030 maybe 20% of the market will be things like lithium sulfur or lithium air but most of it Will be you know the billions of dollars worth of factories that are making the um, the NMC or the LFP. so it's it won't be it'll be a slow uh, process transitioning to something like that. Yeah.
0: When you don't oh. that these materials or, or you know the, the basic chemistry on these materials have been used for for decades um, because they, they work and because developing new versions is extremely difficult. Um, it, it, it's easier to improve an existing material by adding a few elements in there or changing the size of it, for example, uh, size of the particles. Um, because most of the work was done by a few guys in Oxford and Texas mm-hmm. like two decades ago. Like it, 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 it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's not many new cater materials out there to be honest, to, yeah, it should be right. Cool, uh, I'm assuming uh, Andy, is, is that answering your question? You just raise your hand, you will see it.
1: Yeah. Okay, we'll move on.
0: Uh, you can cut.
1: The, this is for you, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but uh, supply problems of graphene. So, we've got a um, worked with a few different graphene suppliers um, because we, you know, at one point we were actually a graphene manufacturer ourselves. We had a a process, maybe two processes, for making graphene, but we realised that it's much easier to uh, focus on what we're best at and what we uh, provide the most value in, which is incorporating graphene into our real product rather than making it as and competing with all the other graphene manufacturers out there. And what it does give us is a great understanding of what is needed to make graphene at scale and what is needed to make graphene reliably. Uh, scalability and reliability are the two uh, aspects important for this sort of automotive application, because uh, an end user, a car, manufacturer, uh, car factory, for example, need to have certainty and assurance that they won't be held up by by, by a few parts of their supply chain. I think we can all witness what the impact of what supply chain issues has uh, on car production. Um, so in terms of getting to scale, um, our sort of graphene partners think they can reach the scales that we need um, well in advance of when we actually need to be at that scale. Um, if they can't, there are other graphene suppliers out there which, which we think we can integrate with just as well. Um, but in the worst case scenario, um, like Alex mentioned before, we, we would use CNTs, which have a d- slightly different body proposition to graphene, but ultimately benefit from the same things that we provide to the supply chain and are already being used at scale, or people are already trying to scale them up. Um, so they're much further ahead than graphene, and we think that's going to de-risk this approach significantly. the beginning. Cool. Uh, I, I should not answer the questions. Please jump in if, it, if it's not. <laughs> uh, what's the relationship? Kilograms, powder and... I, I'm
1: acid. literally just checking oh. something, hang on. <laughs> uh so, so i don't want to give the wrong
0: number here but a, 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 a battery uh in, in a in a let's say a tesla model s which i think is 100 kilowatt hours i think weighs about half a ton uh, maybe a bit more for that example is that kind of range um and if you work work it out from first principles um a 200 gigawatt hour factory which is twice that of the largest factory in the world right now i think um, that will require a thousand tons of material per day for the cathode and that depends on the material use depends on how efficient it is depends on the yield of the process but that kind of level of you know 300 thousand tons per year um, uh, is reasonable for a lot la- a large factory and um, we, we we don't think that we'll need to scale to that immediately and uh, what tends to happen is people put uh, batteries on one line at a time where one line is uh i think three thousand tons per year so Let's say we do, you know, if we escalate gradually, we've got a few, we've got, we've got room to move there that basically. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers the question about kilograms per, per gigawatt hour.
1: Um, yeah, the number I was looking for, by the way, was um, just double checking it was right. It's roughly one kilo of cathode material per kilowatt hour, roughly. Oh. So that just makes things, yeah. you just say, well, I need that many kilos per kilowatt hour. So there's a million kilowatt hours in a gigawatt hour. So you get a million kilos, which yeah. is a thousand tons. Um, it, it,
0: it's tough, but it gives you an of magnitude,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, and all the, the other ways that. And, and I think, in addition, the way that we're scaling up our process, the reason why we're using the 100 kilos example is uh, we can then likely be able to put this 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 small reactor in parallel. Um, and then rather than having to scale up to larger volumes, which can lead to fluid dynamics issues, because you're, you're mixing things in larger volumes, you keep the key reaction volume the same. And then, when you you scale that in parallel, you end up uh, massively de risking that that scale up process.
0: Right. Uh, What risks to scale up production? Oh, Alex, I I I didn't even see that. I just just kind of answered that, to be honest. But yeah, Yeah. Sam, any
1: more?
0: Yeah, I think what I I said is is good, and that we've tried to um, design the process and design our scale up intentions around things which we can control um, and and, and scale them up rather than scaling them up, which which is a means that the risks of mixing are reduced, um, but this is why Mike is involved, Mike is the advisor on the board who was uh, uh, I think Director of RD yeah Director of B at BB chemicals Petrochemicals, so at, at BP, he's doing a lot of work on processing of slurries, uh, which is very similar to what we're doing. And he's given us lots of really good advice on what to do at what scale to prove that it can be scaled to prove that things uh, 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 are sensible to commercialize. That's what that was. What his job was at BP, and that's that's what is happening is now. Uh, cool. So yeah, uh, Tesla yeah. building where's large battery factory?
1: So I think yeah, that that's that's a really good point um, because we're currently aiming to license. So te- Tesla will be buying the battery materials from someone. And someone like them, it would be great if they could buy our pre formulated cathodes via the material supplier from us, so yeah, it's good that they're building a big factory because they could be a really big customer hmm. um regarding, and the, and the, regarding the question it,
0: is more about getting to to, to market faster yeah um, this is this is, this is a really subtle point, but uh, a subtle really subtle <laughs> it's, a, it's a subtle point but really interesting um the, the there's a battle at the moment between uh, new cell manufacturers who have raised, you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and wants to get to market and, but don't have a factory yet and incumbent or existing cell manufacturers who have been making sales for a while. And are used to, it and trying to scale up their existing operations to meet the automotive demands. And um, I say it's a battle because, uh, the, 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 the margins are very tight and getting something that your customers will buy over others at this kind of scale is is a huge challenge. Um, What we see a particularly interesting customer being is a brand new cell manufacturer or someone who isn't quite at the experience level of someone like Panasonic LG. These new cell manufacturers will have lower yields. They will have more inconsistencies in the product, which is something which an automated person will not accept. Uh, If we can both increase the performance and increase the yields, and by providing this pre-mixed of pre pre uh, optimized powders, um, we think that we can actually use the Tesla example to get to sort of get them to purchase our materials faster because they'll need us to get and to compete with Tesla to compete with LG, who already, you know, tens of years ahead in terms of development speed and, and scale. So it's it's more about getting older people to market and following Tesla faster rather than the uh, 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 other round
1: mm-hmm cool um so yeah on, on the board side yeah every director has invested in the company Um, that's a prerequisite there's a buy-in uh sam and i start the company and we didn't have any money so obviously our investment was uh the initial share capital of five pounds each or whatever it was um but then uh the new ceo is getting options so obviously they're not putting money in because they'll be full-time Um, but yeah the rest of the board have all invested
0: yep um battery recycling always is fun so
1: yeah recycling yeah sure
0: yeah so i went to the uh european um automotive advanced automotive battery conference a few weeks ago maybe last week i forget and and there i, I tried to answer this question um, because battery recycling is is seen as the as the potential big hole that everyone will miss as we try and scale up this new technology and what's been surprising, though, is to hear the testimony from very, very large automotive manufacturers who, who are saying that their EVs they put on the, on the market a decade ago are still going really strong. So, if you model it out and say when will the cars that we manufactured today need recycling, to it's actually a good 10, 20 years in the future, maybe even further if you, if you use them correctly. Um, so, 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 the way that the sort of lifetime of batteries being, being understood at the moment is not to bet on some future technology. Um, but to try and make the battery last as long as possible in the first place. So, first of all, making sure that you design the pack right so that the cell isn't abused to be used, so make sure that you know the car lasts as long as it can. But but when does the car body breaks down, when the you know the wheel and the the motors degrade, and you decide to sort of sell the car or dispose of it, the batteries can then be taken away from the car and put into grid storage, or put into an, an area where you don't care how much it weighs. You're just grateful for for some extra capacity. That can store the um, store the energy in, 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 in a cheap way. And this grid storage application is predicted to, to save another another 20 years of, of cell life in, in most extreme cases. So then looking at a 40-year lifetime of your cells, which is pretty good. <laughs> um, what, what this means in practice, so is that uh, um, it, it's it's important to consider it, but if a priority is lifetime, making the cells last as long as possible, then we're in a good place. And we think we think we can do a lot of benefit there. Similar things we imported with CNTs. We haven't given, you know, we've not spent years checking the lifetime benefits, but we think there's something there definitely. The, the the thing to mention though is that um no one knows what recycling technology will be used in 20, 30, 40 years time. And no one knows what sort of battery design will be fixed on in a, in, in the next 10, 20 years as well. So the whole industry is grappling with this. No one knows the best battery to use for recycling, no one knows you know, how good the, the efficiency of recycling will be in the few years time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something which we're interested in because it's, <laughs> it's a big part of the battery value proposition. It has to make sense to the environment. Otherwise it's no point.
1: I, and I think in addition, fundamentally we're a formulation company, so we're not making, you know, crazy new materials made out of new things. Um, so if, if people are making recycling processes for batteries of uh, normal cathodes now, then we don't see why we wouldn't be able to work with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point
1: yeah uh do you invest from corporate partners we're talking to them uh talking to a mining company who's looking to move up the supply chain um and talking to a, a chemical company right now actually just got off a call with them before like like an, an hour, hour. hour ago yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a really good call mm. um so yeah we were advised basically by our current uh vc investor pippa golly from zero carbon capital uh probably wait a bit longer uh, before we go for corporate investment just because you can end up getting shoehorned in um, th- in general unless they're quite separate from the, the the corporate that they're attached to um they they don't really have much re- reason for your value to go up um, because obviously if they want to acquire you eventually then they want to probably keep value down so the only corporates we want to deal with at this stage will be ones that are, like they have completely separate funds to the actual corporate itself um, so yeah for now we've just tried to stay as 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 Private as we can as away from those sorts of things, while we completely hone in our model, bring the new CEO on, get the right amount of commercial traction, then once we're completely solid on that, then go for those corporates. Yeah. um yeah, that's the last question. Cool. we can sit here for fifteen minutes in complete silence or <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a couple minutes if any. If that's stimulated any more questions, can I ask a question? I'm unmuted myself. I mean, obviously, the, the company is
2: tremendously dependent on the you know the skill and innovative capacity of the two founders. Uh, you know, how crucial is a difficult question? Is it that they both stay together for the kind of timescale which you outlined there? What happens if you know? Sadly, one of them disappears, dies, leaves, falls out with the other one. I mean. Seems to be pretty dependent on you
1: two guys. Sam, will you marry me? This <laughs> is <laughs> um,
0: it, it, a good point. I think uh, what we've learned is, hmm, okay, we'll be very clear. What's happened recently in the battery space is um, a company called Johnson Matthey, which was the UK's best, if not only, cathode materials manufacturer. They pulled out of making cathode materials. It was a political decision. I'll, I won't talk about it. Um, but what it's meant is that we've been able to acquire suspiciously good talent quite easily to so people that have done amazing corporate work to get hundreds of people, thousands of people to work, not, not thousands, hundreds of people to work together to do R&D uh in fact one of them started today a guy called G- gary gary baker he's now head of quality that kind of position a startup wouldn't normally think about um but what we're trying to do is to bring on these good process uh aspects of running a company now partly because it makes our jobs easier and partly because it, it makes it makes an automotive it makes us more attractive to an automotive company so the way to answer the question is uh, i think we're being suspiciously mature about who we're hiring uh, partly because of the influence of, of dick our chairman being being used to excellence in mclaren partly because of the opportunity of johnson matthew having a great talent pool to, to choose from um, and partly because alex and i are just very aware that of the position we're in uh, and we don't want to hold back the company in this, in this particular sort of opportunity so that's what we're trying to deal with it and um, we don't want to be the limiting factor because it just it just it just annoys us apart from anything else
1: yeah yeah I, I think um we're at the point now where we can go away on holiday and people can cover for us. So we're at that sort of level now, which is really nice. So you can actually take a nice break and stuff. Bringing in the new CEO, we know our limits commercially. Like I don't, we don't wanna be full of hubris going into a meeting with a huge B2B cell manufacturer uh, and think we know what we're talking about. That's why we need someone like that. So we know our limits. We're trying to build redundancy in to our jobs. Um, I think the main thing for us is, is keeping the team motivated and, and, and giving them a common vision and a common goal. Um, but yeah, eventually I'd like it to be such that we're not completely necessary. We're more there to make the company do as best as well as it can, but we're not detrimental if one of us died, for example. Yeah. I don't want to think about that though. To be yeah. <laughs> Rob?
2: Alex, um, thank you. Um, a personal interest here, I trained with Martin Fleischmann. Um, he, you might remember, was a very famous electric chemi- electrochemist. You, you, you're looking a little bit confused. Who's Martin Fleischmann? He's called- oh, I recognise the second name. Yeah, he, he was cold fusion at the University of Southampton. Um, I think we all recognise the importance of graphene technology and the innovation here is, is, is obviously can you make those patents work for you. I've just been involved in a project where we raised $10 million um, in a slightly different sector, in a fintech sector, using 150 angels, working with 150 angels. And so your idea of appealing to the angel community is, is very, uh, I think, sophisticated and interesting. But you do have a lot of, you haven't got your patents yet, got a lot of people active in the space. Uh, What about a a strategy to reach out to some of the the key players that can move you faster? Because the the real issue here is the climate crisis means that solutions need to be in the market much quicker. And you're talking about a, a long timeline, a certain amount of risk. Surely there are governments... Um, there are major corporates. I mean, uh, uh, Elon Musk at Tesla has specifically said that he wants to look at, uh, at mining lithium. That's how low into the value chain he's ready to go in order to solve problems like this, because he he can't sell Teslas to people that need to drive 500 miles right now. So, what what's your response to all of this activity that's changing in the market? Here you are appearing to, you know, angel investors. I've done it on another project. It's great. You get a lot of great, wonderful people, but it needs to move faster. It needs heavier weight money because there's more of an imperative. There's a time pressure. And there'll be others that will get there. Um, How do you respond to what I'm saying about that? And do you have, we talked a little bit about corporates. Do you have partners emerging that could help you get there faster? And if so, what, who would they be and and how would you get there faster
1: yeah so the the development cycle for cars uh is normally like gasoline cars is five to seven years evs are much quicker so there's going to be a three to four year Like they're not going to they're not going to compromise on safety and things like that they're going to probably keep that at three to four years this is from what we understand from our chairman. Um, so that's a minimum, really. And then making sure that we are able to sh- demonstrate that it's really scalable is going to take at least another two years. So, yes, you could have a huge influx of cash and, and um, commercial pull from someone like an EVOEM. So if you've got into bed with an EVOEM really quickly, they can really force the supply chain to use us and pull it through. We know this is happening with people like Paragraph who are making hall sensors um they basically go to uh, the the end user which is actually the car manufacturers I think it's for switches and things like that and they, they they get them to pull the technology through and that can speed up the commercial deployment but there's still like the fact that you've got that three to four year period which is just required mm-hmm. for safety and, and they need to go through their gate system and their processes it's, unless they change this
0: got so, Sam? it's a it, really good point so um uh some people who are the way the american market is fundraising means that it can and is uh, it can be and is more more aggressive than the uk as in the uk is yeah. famously uh, sort of uh, conservative uh, when it comes to uh, raising money what yeah. this has meant is that there are companies which are you know suspiciously well developed in terms of well funded who are putting pushing forward together good technologies people like i think solid power is a good example um, they um have been given a huge amount of money uh, to take the technology as far as it, can be, uh, as it can go. And what it looks like is that the automated companies are starting to uh, uh, sort of do certain bits of development at the same time. So you, you saw this with uh, the vaccine, I think use vaccines as an example. So, what they did to get things at scale is start scale up and simultaneously do validation. I want to amend that the, when the validation was done for the vaccines, um, they had to scale up already, already there. And get to market or get to sort of deploying it faster. I and mean, these similar things with with uh, the uh, uh, getting things developed for automated variants as well. What they're doing is there's actually different stages of cell development after you've got the prototype cell, and it's called the A cell and B cell and C cell. What it means is they can get the A cell to get the, the vehicle developed, simultaneously work on the B cell, get it scaled up, and do things staggering. So they're trying to shorten development time to be about 18 months if It's really, really, really aggressive. Um, but that's that's like the, the shortest I've ever seen it. I think it's more likely to be a bit longer, especially because we need to time it exactly to start with when an automated company wants to make a sell. Um, I think my point is that these numbers are uh, conservative. Uh, we put them in because we want to be realistic about anything that, that we could get in our way. And if they don't succeed with these aggressive timescales, we need to go back to what is actually known to work. So yeah, obviously if we can go to market faster, we will, but these, these timescales are there for a reason, it's because of the nature of the automotive market.
1: In addition, I think it's Germany and the UK at least, and there might be some other European countries, there are no more gasoline cars sold in 2030. So we really want to get in before that. Um, and we thought 2028 was reasonable and then we can plan everything around that. If we can go faster, yes. we 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 will we've we've given currently a realistic timeline but you're right like every like i said about the reducing 11 percent to bring down the co2 emissions by i think we need to bring it down by 2 billion per year or something like that uh, tons of co2 um to try and prevent things like you know you, you think about how fragile um our um the the agricultural systems that we have are You know, at the moment, we we don't know how to survive unless we can go to the supermarket and buy some like broccoli and chicken. If we can't do that for three days, we we really start to freak out. So it won't take long before you have things like famine and stuff if you can't grow, grow food and things like that. I think we have 60 days worth of resources in our country or something like that before we'll need to buy in and and get more. So I agree. Yeah, that is a really, really really big issue. so yeah we've got to summarize we've got a realistic timeline in there if we find the right partner um which will the board will help us decide who that is uh, we will try and move more quickly with them and we're scoping out to see if, if, if maybe the company we were talking to before this call could be someone i like just
2: that. um add to that question quickly and i'm sure others will have comments but to use up the time that you've allocated yeah how defensible you say you're going through patents how defensible are your patents uh, what is the risk of a major player uh, just copycatting? And how does that risk get managed out so that you can ensure that the people that back the company will get a return?
0: So I've, I discussed this before, but I just want to re- reset points really clearly. Um, I think by, lay- by layering the defence, um, that helps a lot. So there's a lot that we don't tell people, and um, we, we when we talk to custom uh, to, to other companies, for example, uh, without an NDA, or even with an NDA, some some cases, and um, we tell them the 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 impacts of what we're doing, but not how it works, uh, things like that. We're keeping back the know-how rather than saying here's the experimental, here's how literally how you do things. Okay? Um, so, th- so that know-how protection uh, ha- helps. The hardware with which we make the composites, you know, we've you know, we think that's useful and, and, in most cases essential to make things consist consistently. So, and that's kept know how rather than being a, a patent specifically, as so that helps. And um, the patents themselves, like yeah, they're they're not uh, uh, they have it's not been a long enough time to go through to grant in in, in all territories. It, it, it's I'm sure to shrug my shoulders, but it, it's one part of the of the IP protection part. It's not the only part. Uh, I guess the final part is is our know-how to make uh, the materials that are useful for a battery. So even if someone looked at the patent and said, "Oh, look, that's how you do it," uh, it wouldn't work to make a commercial battery material. It is it, designed to show that uh, it's it's possible and to you know should make the patent wor- uh, uh, what word um, valid. Yeah. But 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 making a material requires the know-how on say what does a good cell need, what what's our understanding of our materials. How do we get it exploited and make it, make it useful? So uh, it's, it's almost like the formulation knowledge if you like.
1: And like, like I said, there's multiple, for a cathode material, for example, there's multiple NMC's. Um, we've been working on this for four years already, um, and we're gonna keep working on it for the next however many years. So if, if someone comes up to this and goes, right, I need to make it for this NMC or for, for whatever, we've already worked, formulated so many different NMC's, formulating different graphene, all this kind of stuff. It'd be so much quicker for them to just work with us and let us help them use that new NMC. So it's, it's it's a skill set as well. Now, there could be people in China that try and replicate the process and sell these prefabricated things. Our um, beachhead market is Europe at the moment, because I mean, there's lots of factories in Germany. We'd hope that um, someone rather than risking hundreds of millions of, of pounds of, of euros or whatever of infrastructure on possibly getting an injunction to stop that even just the risk of that happening, if they, cop- if they just try and use our patent without licensing it, you know, it's, it's easier to just license it than risk deploying hundreds of millions of, of euros of capital and then having an injunction to stop using something. That's what we understand from people we've, we've, we've spoken with. So we'd hope that they play somewhat lawfully in Europe, um, but we mainly back that up by, by trying to help them. If they work with us, it gives them the advantage of speed because we've already done lots of work rather than them having to do it again yeah
2: you've, you've invested heavily in some good intellectual property lawyers to protect yourselves as carefully here H- what, I'm, what i'm sensing yeah. is is you're a bit like coca-cola the formula needs to say stay secret
1: yeah there's there's an element of that the yeah. exact way that you do it yes but you really if you're going to license it it's, it's kind of like you it's it, coca-cola wouldn't work if they had to tell someone else how to make it for them so at the end of the day we're licensing it so we kind of need to get ip on it but we want to file enough that it covers it but not also tells everyone exactly how to use it and then by the time someone's worked out how to use it we've already we're already on the next stage so we're always keeping a year or two ahead of someone else trying to copy so this is you, you can't just sit on your laurels you've got to keep innovating and, and doing it that way um, and yeah we're working with hgf uh who are uh, up in manchester have done lots of graphene patterns before the university of manchester so they're really really good patent attorneys who are helping with strategy as well as just, they don't just file patterns, they do strategy with us as well. Great. Sam, anything else? You, you were looking up, you're doing thinking face.
0: No, no, my thinking face, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, Alex said it well. Okay. Cool.
1: Right. Yeah, um, so this is recorded. Let me check. Yes, I did record it. I was word that I was gonna look at that and it's all not gonna be recorded. So if anyone needs to kind of rewatch bits, that's fine. And also, um, yeah, I think it's for a few people who couldn't make it today. Otherwise, absolute pleasure Um, and hopefully any other questions, let me know by email and see you soon.